Amen. You may be seated. Well, I am excited that we are finally kind of in the groove with our summer schedule. Glad to have everybody bumped up to their new grade and all of that stuff. Hopefully it wasn't too weird having small group time first. Okay, it was a little weird, but that's all right. I hope you had a good time with that. That's kind of the, the plan uh, for the summer. Not that you're going to have small group first, but you're going to go with your grade group. And it's just a friendly reminder that the clock is ticking and one day we want you to graduate. No, no, it's so that you can get to know each other and that you can get to know some different leaders. So we'll try to rotate the leaders around and there will be different assignments that you'll have on Wednesdays to work on, all right? Uh, in the fall and in the spring, we typically go through a book of the Bible. So like we went through Ephesians, we went through the life of Abraham, which was based in Genesis, right? In the summer, there's a couple of things I like to keep kind of going back to. And what we're going to go back to this summer would be the essentials. And you're like, well, I remember the essentials. Well, good. Have you mastered the essentials? Okay, no. So I'm going to teach on the essentials again, all right? So the first half is going to be the essentials. And then when we get halfway through, we're going to look at the nine marks of a healthy church. Uh, you came to Countryside, most of you, because mom and dad brought you. Well, what if you could pick a church? When you graduate, what kind of church are you going to go to? What makes Countryside a healthy church? Keeping in mind, there's other healthy churches, uh, you know, across the area and things like that. But what makes that healthy church? And we're going to look at those nine marks. We're also tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about cross-culture and what we're doing and how we are doing it, especially when it comes to the essentials. All right. So we have our new ninth graders. We have a couple of visitors. We'll review some of those ins and outs if we have forgotten them. When we ask the question, what is essential? You might have different answers. And you might express to your parents that different things are essential. Well, the reality is there are things that are essential. There are things that are not essential or non-essential, like water. Water is essential. You can't live without water. You often forget to drink it, and you want to drink other things because it tastes better, but water is essential. Now, what is not essential? What is not essential? Cokes, all right? Cokes. Now, the middle school failed miserably. I was so disappointed in them, but it, we're teaching the, the younglings, all right? What, what is a Coke? Give me an example of a Coke. Yeah, Isaiah? Okay, not healthy. All right, that's like what the middle school was saying. What do we got, Hilliard? Dr. Pepper, well done, okay? Someone give me another example of Coke. Eva? Pepsi, Pepsi. yeah. <laughs> oh, Pepsi, turn my stomach. Uh, yes. Root beer. Root beer. Okay, yeah, you guys are awesome. All of those are what we call Cokes. They're not Pops, all right? That's a Pop. They're not soda, all right? All of those are Cokes. Now, what about Coca-Cola? Well, that's Coca-Cola, all right? Just so we're on the same page. Those things are not essential, but you act like they are, like you're going to die if you don't get a root beer or a Coke or something. Food is essential. You have to have food. But desserts are not essential, even though it kind of feels like that, right? It kind of puts the, the ice cream on the top of your day. Shelter is essential. You need it. Television or, you know, your iPad or your video game is not essential. Clothing, yes, is essential. You need clothes, right? But cell phones are not essential, even though you feel like you might die if you had to, to go without your phone. In the same way, 
there are certain things in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ that are absolutely essential. We need to habitually practice these things so that we grow in Christ's likeness. When it comes to these essentials that we're studying, all right, this used to be in my office. I don't know where it is now. I think it might be in the library or something like that. It's hanging on a wall. It says the essentials. And the essentials are what we would call core biblical priorities. Core biblical priorities. Worship. Bible study. Prayer. Fellowship. Service. Evangelism. These core biblical priorities are to, and I know this is kind of small right here, so I put it down here. They are to strengthen our devotion to Jesus Christ. Now let's stop there. In order to practice and to benefit from the essentials, that means you first must be what? In Christ. You must have acknowledged your sin, turned from that sin, and placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to save you. Then you have a relationship with him. You have died to old self. You have been risen anew. You can now practice these things. All right, if you're an unbeliever, you have no devotion to Jesus. You are actually his enemy. You're at war with him. But if you're a believer, you are devoted to the Savior who died for you. Do you want to be more devoted to Jesus? I mean, think of, think of Peter. Peter believed Jesus, but when push came to shove, when, when Jesus was arrested, that devotion wavered, didn't it? Can our devotion waver? Yeah. So I, I want to strengthen my devotion to Jesus. Why am I going to do it? Right here. I want to deepen my love for God. God loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. God created you. God sustained you. God is good and gracious and faithful and all of these things. And who is God that he would even want me to pray to him? I want to love him more. Well, how do I do that? I practice these essentials. And because I love him more, which is the greatest commandment, I can then love who? I can love others. I mean, people, people are annoying, right? People are rude. People are all these things. <gasps> But because I love God, I love them. And these core biblical priorities cause us to grow in personal holiness. I mean, how many times do you wish you didn't say that? You wish you didn't watch that. You wish you didn't listen to that. You wish you'd been more loving and caring and gracious. It doesn't just happen by magic or diffusion or osmosis or whatever you're talking about. You have to put in the work. When you believe in Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit produces the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, all those things. But you are filled with the Spirit when you practice these essentials so that you can grow more in Christ and to do what He desires. When it comes to our youth group, these essentials are, are things that we've always taught. It's always been a part. We've, we've had this same kind of like tagline, purpose statement for a really long time. All right, so when I became the youth pastor, all right, oh, wow. Some of you might not, yeah, some of you weren't even born yet. When I, when I became youth pastor, I had to come up with a manual. And so I took some of what Rocky had, and then I stole a lot of what Chris Reiser had in Tennessee, Josiah's dad. And then I, and then we came up with this. And it says that Countryside's youth ministry 
partners with parents to evangelize and equip the next generation. So we understand that we're not your mom, we're not your dad, all right? You have a mom and dad, and ultimately they're responsible to raise you in the fear and admonition of the Lord. But we want to be here to help them. We don't want to take their place. We want to assist them. And there are some of you that aren't Christians. So we want to confront you with your sin. We want to tell you about Jesus. We want to call you to repent and believe. That's evangelism. We want to see you come to know Jesus. And, oh, I've been reading lots of ministry applications. Lots and lots, you procrastinators. And it's pretty awesome to see some of you who came to know the Lord at the, the middle school getaway. Some of you came to know the Lord sitting right here in these chairs. Some of you came to know the Lord watching the baptism services or hearing Pastor Tom teach or your mom or your dad shared with you. Oh, it's awesome. We love to see that. People come to know the Lord. It happens all the time. But we don't want to see you just come to know the Lord. We want to equip you. We want to train you. We want you to grow to be the next generation of leaders and servants for the Lord. Well, how are we going to do that? We exhort every teen to, uh, to glorify Christ, submit to the authority of God's word, use their spiritual gifts in the ministry of the gospel, and have a passion for the lost. We strive to prepare young people to be leaders of the next generation. And when you start looking at this language, we exhort you to glorify Christ, That's to worship him, to worship him, submit to the authority of God's word. We want you to study God's word and to apply it to your life. Use their spiritual gifts in the ministry of the gospel. That's service right there. You know that you've been given the Holy Spirit and he has gifted you to serve. And we want to teach you how to do that. And we want you to have a passion for the lost. Passion for the lost. We want to share the gospel with others. Now, you notice there's, there's two that are missing and we'll get to those, prayer and whatnot. But those are things that we do here, that we've always done here. We want to teach you how to do these things. And we have a name and that name is, is cross-culture. And I'll walk through that a little bit because I know I don't ever really call us cross-culture, but we'll talk through why we have that name. But an overview of our summer would look like this, okay? We have the essentials, right? So you take the essential of worship. Well, what does that mean? When we talk about worship, we mean both corporately and individually. So this is the youth group, which is part of the church. But when we say the corporate worship, we're talking about over there at Big Church with Pastor Tom teaching and, and Mr. Bigelow waving his arms and doing those things and leading us in worship and you're fellowshipping with the older saints and with the little saints and all of those things. This is a part of it. When you come on Sunday and Wednesday, yes, we are worshiping Jesus together. But a big piece of the church is right over there wanting to be a part of that, doing those things. But we also... Right? We worship Jesus every single day with the choices that we make. We present our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, which is a what? A, a, it's our spiritual service of worship. Worship together, but also worship individually. Worship means to give worth to. And what do you spend your time on? What do you talk about? What do you think about? What do you love? should be God. And when you do that, you give him the value that he is due. You glorify him. You worship him. Then we talk about Bible study. When it comes to Bible study, we promote our youth reading plan. Look, I, I, I get it. If you're reading something else, that's awesome. I just want you reading the Bible. But it's really helpful for us to come together and say, hey, you just finished 2 Corinthians? Hey, so did I. What did you learn? Well, I learned this. Well, I learned this. Great. In June... 
we're going to be studying psalms, but it's selected psalms. We had different elders and youth leaders pick their favorite psalm, and they tell you why it's their favorite, and they have a couple of questions that go along with it. Psalms is personal patterns of worship, a great way to, to read and to grow and to understand God's truth. We have a memorization plan. We should be regularly hiding God's word in our heart so that we can give a defense when we're called to give a defense, but also that we can meditate on his truth and we can call it to mind. Oh, I'll be anxious for nothing, but everything with prayer and supplication. All right, those things should just roll off your tongue because you're hiding it in your heart. And so you already started with Galatians 2.20 tonight, right? So remember, the essentials is a, is a category of our, our Bible memorization. Well, instead of doing it in the fall or the spring, we're going we're gonna to memorize the essentials all summer. Bible study, you're going to have a verse for Bible study. Prayer, you're going to have a verse for prayer. And we're going to practice those things. We're going to hide it in our heart. We have lessons. And the lessons isn't just, I mean, oh, let's be honest, they are a lot of fun. All right, they're really, really good and entertaining. Okay, maybe some of you, not your favorite time, but it's probably a close second, right? You should want to come and hear God's word. You should want to grow. You should want to, to understand more. On Wednesdays coming up, we're going to do our, our book club. We're going to study the 12 ways that your phone changes you. You come here at 5.30 in the South Building. We'll read the book together. We'll talk about it. In the fall, we have what we call getting grounded. So early morning on Tuesdays, we're going to be talking about biblical leadership. And we're going to be studying that together. We have our book cart, our blessed book cart that just sits there and calls out to you, grab a book and go read it and then bring it back. But have you even looked at that thing? Answers to questions that you have and, and ways for you to grow. And if you don't want to worship God and you don't want to study God's word, then you don't love God. Let's be honest, okay? be honest about that but we want to study the bible it's a big part of what we do prayer you understand that right you're communicating to god and we have prayer categories in the reading plan and we spend time in our small groups that we actually pray for one another get to know each other and do those things fellowship just coming here on sunday and wednesday is fellowship don't neglect that prize that cherish that all right i appreciate you guys being here there's a lot of different things you can be doing in the summer but you're here and I hope that when you're here, you're coming with the right attitude. Sundays and Wednesdays, fellowshipping here, but also fellowshipping corporately with the rest of the body. Service. There's different areas. Awana, I tell you this often, our Awana ministry doesn't happen without you. It doesn't ha We need you, all right? And you do, a, you do a great job with that. We have ministry teams, all right? We need people on the A team. We need ushers. Music team's full. I think they're good, all right? Got a couple of people on the waiting list, all right? But we have different ministry teams. You can go serve in the nursery, all that stuff. There's special events like the, the Countryside Fair. Do they still call it that? Festival, whatever they call it, okay? That thing in October, all right? That's the same time as Halloween, but it's not Halloween. Got it? All right? A vacation Bible school. We have all that stuff for you guys to come and to serve. Do you know throughout the summer, there's VBS uh, prep days. You don't even need to be ministry approved for that. You can come to those and you can uh, come and serve and, and do those things, all right? But service is a vital part of our walk with the Lord. And evangelism, sharing that gospel, that wonderful truth. We still have some slots left for our basketball camp where we invite a lot of unbelievers here and we share the gospel with them. Uh, VBS, a lot of the kids at VBS don't know the Lord. 
you get to share with them. But Awana is a great gospel outreach as well. A lot of the, the kids that, that come to Awana, a good chunk of them don't go to Countryside. But you're also sharing in your own life. You're sharing your own life. All of these things are what Christians should want to do, what Christians should practice so that they can grow in Christ's likeness and they can glorify their Father. You ever ask yourself, what does God want me to do? It's pretty easy to know what He wants you to do. That's what we do. Let's do a quick checkup. We ran through those pretty fast, but let's, let's just take worship, okay? What's your attendance looking like? Look, some of you I hadn't seen in months. I hadn't seen in months. You just pop in, okay? Where have you been? You been going to church at all? It's convenient? You want to come in now? Are you going to church on Sundays regularly? I mean, a lot of times you hear, oh, I got this sport and I got this and I got all these things. What is that going to get you? I mean, we're not being legalistic about it that you can't miss from time to time for something else, but what's your habitual pattern of life? Is church just something you pop into when you want? Are you going to the main worship service at all? To fellowship with older saints, to, to hear and to be taught, to be instructed? What's your attitude? I mean, when we're sitting here and we're singing songs, is it just watermelon, watermelon rolling through your mind so your lips are moving, but you're not focused on anything? Are you looking at those words? Are you meditating on it? Are you praising it back out i mean what what are you doing right now are you just hoping this ends hoping this is over are you worshiping god through the study of his word what about in your personal life are you putting off sin and putting on righteousness are you worshiping jesus individually every single day if you're a christian you need to be doing these things and if you're not you're either not a believer or you need to learn how to do this. And that's what we're going to do this summer. We're going to teach you how to do these things. All right? We'll teach you how to do it. What about Bible study? Woo! What's your time in the Word looking like? How much dust is your Bible collecting? Do you want to read about the Savior that died for you? Do you want to grow by the pure milk of the Word? Because that's how you're going to grow. Are you going to come to these studies and take notes and focus? When it comes to the Bible memorization that we do, are you too cool? I cannot stand the too cool Bible memory people. Just don't show up to the quiz if you're going to be that. And I don't want you to equate spirituality with the amount of verses that you memorize. For some people, they're just not good at memorizing. You, some of you, you, you get a verse and boom, you got it. For others, it takes time, all right? It takes time to do those things. So if you're putting in the work and you're trying, but you're not seeing the result, that's okay. God sees that. He loves that. But a lot of you don't even care. You don't even care. You should want to take the word. You should want to memorize it. You should want to hide it in your heart. You should want to study it. You should want to grow. You should want to apply it. That's what we do as Christians. What about prayer? How often do you pray? You only pray at meals when your parents pray? Do you take copious notes at small group time and then never pray for those people? God Almighty wants to hear from you. 
And you're too busy for him. Too busy for him. What do you pray for? Do you just pray for the stuff you want? Pray for the stuff you need? Pray that he'd get you through those trials? Are you praying for his people? Are you praying for his kingdom? Are you praying for those different categories that you're commanded to pray for? What about fellowship? Attendance is part of it, right? Don't forsake the assembling of one another. That's part of it. But what about when you come? What's your attitude? I mean, do you find your three friends and get in that little circle as tight as you can and not think of anybody else? Or do you look outside and say, hey, who's sitting by themselves? Who needs my love? Who needs my care? If you come here and you sit by yourself and you stare at the wall or you just pull out your phone, are you fellowshipping? No. Get up. Go find someone else that's sitting by themselves. Right now, you're practicing side-by-side fellowship where you're studying the Word together, right? And when we sing songs, that's side-by-side fellowship. But there's also face-to-face interaction where you're getting to know each other. And, and it happens at church, but it also can happen to have someone over at your house. But just because you're eating donuts next to each other doesn't mean you're really fellowshipping. Hey, what can I be praying for you about? How are you doing with your walk? Are you, are you honoring your parents? How's your reading going? That stuff. That, that's, it happens formally, but it also happens informally. That's what we want to do. What about service? Where are you serving? You can serve at home. You can serve in a, on a ministry team. You can serve in different areas of our church. It's great. Lots of places. You can serve in the neighborhood. You can serve on believers. There's lots of different places you can do it. But I want to ask you also, because some of you are like, well, I serve nobody. Well, that's wrong. Holy Spirit has gifted you, 1 Peter 4.10, so that you would employ those gifts in serving one another. Some of you have the gift of giving. Some of you have the gift of mercy. Some of you have the gift of, you know, helps, administration, leadership, teaching, on and on. He didn't give you those gifts to hide it under a bushel. He, he, did, he gave you those to build up the body of Christ and to further his kingdom, and you need to use those. But it's not just where are you serving, what kind of servant are you? What kind of servant are you? So I know you're all excited about VBS, right? That's step one. Let's sign up for VBS. This is going to be great. But man, nothing makes me... Mm, to see you over there messing around and causing trouble and just palling with your buddies. You know how many of those little kids, if you just went up to them and said, give me five, would be like, yes, you made my day. How many of those kids do you try to memorize their names and, hey, are you having fun? Those are memories, guys, that they create and they connect with. This person loves me. This high schooler is so cool. Man. Or you're over in Awana and you're sitting there in the back on your phone during your lesson. And it might be something you know already, right? You might know the sparky lesson. Hopefully by now you do. But what are you communicating to that little heart over there when you do that? When they're playing games, are you helping them follow the rules and cheering them on? Are you just there hanging out with your buddies? Look, if you sign up for stuff here at church just to hang out with your buddies, don't. When I talk about those VBS work days, if you're only thinking, man, I want to hang out with my buddies, don't even show up. Hanging out with your buddies is a bonus. I want to come help. There is a massive amount that goes on with this VBS, is there not? I want to come help, and if I get to hang out with my buddies at the same time, awesome. I want to do that. 
I want to be on the music team, not so that everyone hears what a great, beautiful voice I have and all this stuff, but I want to do it to point people to Jesus. I want to help them. I want to assist them because maybe they're not singing so good. I want them to follow so that they can just, just tune in with me. Worship the Creator. You know I was going to get here, right? You say you love Jesus. You say you're his follower. When is the last time you shared the gospel with someone? School. I I know a lot of you have co-ops and stuff like that. There's unbelievers there. Neighborhood, job, the team you play on. You have younger siblings, you have people, I mean, family members. I think sometimes we don't share because we don't feel equipped. So we want to equip you and we want to challenge you and we want to pray for you. I want you to do that, guys. The gospel, the gospel goes forth when God's people faithfully share it. And you know so much. You do. Don't hide that information from the rest of the world. Who cares if they persecute you? Who cares if they make fun of you? Who cares if they reject you? These are the things that as high schoolers, I don't expect you to be perfect at. Because I am far from perfect at executing these things myself. But we as leaders want to teach you, want to model it. We want to train you. We want to pray for you. We want to poke and prod you. But if you don't love Jesus, you're not going to do this. And if you don't put in the work and the effort, you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow. This is the, the June teaching calendar. And I'll show it to you for a couple of reasons, all right? First of all, we're going to start out with fellowship on Sunday. Talk about fellowship. And then we're going to take off because uh, we're going to go celebrate Rain's birthday, Okay. Rain and Dale's birthday, we're going to go out and all that fun stuff. Uh, we have high school camp, so we don't have youth next Wednesday. Then we come back here. But you'll notice on June 11th, I'm going to talk about Bible study. And you're like, well, I understand Bible study. Okay. But then on Wednesday, you're going to practice Bible study. So in the reading plan, we have that TAN method. We've talked a little bit about the block diagram and stuff like that, reading and those things. I'm going to teach the content on Sunday. I'm going to review it on Wednesday. And then you're going to go off with your leaders. And you're going to study the Bible. You're going to study the Bible together. And I don't want you to be afraid about that. I want you to be encouraged by that to come and to learn and to grow and to put in the effort and the work. And then Josiah on Father's Day is going to do prayer. And then that Wednesday, he's going to review And then y'all are going to go off in groups and you're going to spend time praying. You're going to put it in practice. And then the same thing with evangelism. And I know evangelism is not spelled correctly right there, people. Okay, hold on. We couldn't fit all of the word in the space. So Cody's going to talk about evangelism. And then that Wednesday, we're going to practice it. We've done things before where we've had different leaders come and they pretend that they're, you know, Catholic or they're Mormon or they're something like that. And you go to the different rooms and you, you share So that's what we're going to be doing. 
All right, also keep in mind, book club starts on the 21st, the 28th, buy your book, let's go do that. But that's what we're going to be doing this for June there, right? But what about our group and how the essentials are utilized and why we do what we do, all right? Most of you know that our high school group is called Cross Culture. And really, the only time you see that is you see it on a t-shirt, you see it on the website, Michael puts it in the videos and stuff like that. I don't use the name a lot because when I say that, they're like, what? But if I say high school, they're like, ah. Or youth group is what I use most of the time. Um, But the name of our group is important. And I'm going to start with the word culture. Culture is a community. It's a fellowship. And that's what I want you to see yourselves as, a community, a fellowship. A culture is also a a way of doing things. You think of different cultures throughout the world, and they eat certain foods, they eat with certain utensils and all of that stuff. There's a way that they do stuff, okay? And then the cross is, is easier, right? We understand the cross. The cross means salvation. Like, for instance, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ uh, lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Jesus died on the cross to provide my salvation. The book of Romans, and here in Galatians, teaches, our old self was crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, And when Christ rose, we rose to a new self. So we have been saved, and we've also been sanctified. We have been set apart. And so that's what we mean when we say cross. Cross also, it means the cause of Christ. Luke 9, 23. Jesus was saying to them, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must what? Deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Take up the cause of Jesus Christ. And then lastly, cross means against the grain. So we have a couple of things at play here. One being the culture of our world is going, right? The world ain't getting better. It's getting worse. And we're going counter to that. We're going across that. But we are a community of cross-bearing Christians. When it comes to culture, I want us to be a fellowship, a a community, a group, a way of life that is centered around the cause of Jesus Christ, praising him for his salvation, working through our sanctification with one another. A community of cross-bearing Christians that are devoted to the Lord Jesus Christ and to each other. The leaders and I, our prayer for you is that you would love Jesus And that this would be a safe place where you can love Jesus with one another. And you can pray for one another. And you can encourage one another. And you can model the Bible to one another. And then you you can spur one another on to love and good deeds. And while we're doing that, we are presenting a light to a dark and dying world. That's the idea of cross culture. Is this always a reality? It's always a reality. Has there ever been a perfect church? Why not? Because there's people in it. Some of you are not saved, so you don't 
care about any of this. And I'm glad you're coming and we want to pray for you and we want to share the gospel with you, but you can't be a community of a cross-bearing Christian because you're actually opposed to Jesus. You love yourself, not others. So this idea at times can be thwarted because some people here are incredibly selfish, only wanting what they want, when they want. They want to tear you down with their words. They want to bring you down. This also sometimes is not a reality because we're all sinners. And even though I love Jesus, even though I'm renewed, I, I, I still sin. And if I still sin and, and you still sin, sometimes we say things that hurt each other. Sometimes we can get focused on the wrong things. Sometimes we can get selfish, right? We need to grow in Christ's likeness. We need to forgive. We need to continue to think of that idea of, of cross-culture. That's what we're here for. And when you walk through those doors, who can I love? Who can I help? How can I learn? Where can I worship? Who needs me today? Not just... Who's going to pour into me? That's what we want. But you know what? It's a pretty high standard to, to put on a 14-year-old, to put on a 16-year-old. But you can do it. I mean, if David's out there slaying giants at 13, I think that you can do this. I think you can do it. Well, let's put it all together. Wrap this up. The essentials or the core biblical priorities, worship, Bible study, prayer, fellowship, service, and evangelism. We continually teach, model, and practice these things so that we can strengthen our devotion to Jesus Christ, so that we can deepen our love for God and others, and to cause us to grow in personal holiness. And if you're sitting here today and you say, I don't want that, well, you need Jesus. But if you're saying, game on, let's go, show up. Come here as much as you can on Sundays and Wednesdays. Put the work in each day to read and to pray and to practice Christ's likeness, and you'll never regret it. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you so much for each one of these young men and these young women. I pray, first of all, Lord, that if any of them are unbelievers, that you would cut them to the quick, you would show them their sin and your love, and that they would repent and believe in Christ. For those that are Christians, I pray that you would knit us together in love. We would love you. We would love your word, that we would love one another, and that this would be a haven from the trash of the world where we, we push each other, we spur each other on to love and good deeds practicing grace and forgiveness and mercy and holiness together so that you could hone us and uh, sharpen us to be the living sacrifice that is an acceptable service of worship, which is pleasing to you. We love you, Lord. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.